All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments notice. It only You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I, don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network Podcast and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go.
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. It does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Quadrelli. I am joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Mr. Chris Faber, who is drinking a Bang Energy drink oh, right now. Oh, you know what? They have, do those have creatine in them? I think Bang does, yeah, but uh, okay. certain ones do for sure. I don't know if this one does, but this is giving me flashbacks to 2010. Oh, Seeing all drinking, those zeros on there no, on that it's can. The, it's the drinking those, um, I don't know, you wouldn't have known this because you were like, you were 10 at the time, but I feel like in 2010, 2011... Rockstar Energy came out with Rockstar Vodkas, and it was game over from there because I was 19 at the time, and they were so good. They were so good. They were like 8% or 7% or something like alcohol. They were uh, they were deadly for a 19-year-old at the time. They were probably deadly in more ways than one. Yeah, no, I think they, <laughs> the, um, they got adjusted a little bit as, as the years went on. They're still out there, the uh, Rockstar Energy uh, vodka drinks. Those, yeah. Oof. So last night... Took a page of a bag milk's book, and I had a little rum and eggnog with dinner. I cooked last night. I should have put a picture of this on the show. I did Gordon Ramsay's sweet and sour uh, peppers That's and right. pork chops. You did, yeah. I sent you the pictures. I was so stoked. It was great. It turned out great. I was really, really happy with it. Um, really liked it, and I'm going to start cooking a little bit more. I used to cook a lot. Too much peppers for me. There. Oh, I, I, I love peppers. You got to try these peppers. No, though. I wouldn't eat them. I well, don't care what you they say. They had red wine vinegar. They I don't were care. really good. They were really good. No, I'm not eating the peppers. No matter what, I hate peppers are the worst, second worst vegetable no, in the market. No, that's wrong. They're so, dude, they're so versatile. Like, I used to have the same opinion as you. Like, mm-hmm. I used to dislike peppers. Like, I used to hate them, right? Never eat them, just like you. But, you know, then I tried stuffed peppers. My girlfriend oh, made stuffed peppers. No, those are so good. Ground beef, rice, uh, you know, you've got pepper in there in the mix, too. I eat the mixture by itself, like the stuff that goes in the stuffed peppers, because, hey, the only thing that I'll agree with you about peppers sucking is how expensive they are. Or the texture. No, I like the texture. No, well, the, you cook them. Like, I don't eat raw peppers. Yeah, that's disgusting. I seen that the other day. Someone had a vegetarian sandwich I seen on TikTok the other day. I said, oh, my goodness. It was like two layers of just red pepper. Mm. Ugh. It's the worst. For, and you know what? I could probably get down with the texture more when it's raw because when you cook them a little bit, they're just like little soggy sardines. No, no, yeah, no. You, yeah, if you like cook them incorrectly, if you saute a vegetable, it doesn't get soggy. That means you've sauteed incorrectly. No, don't tell me how I to learned saute. that from uh, Gordon Ramsay yesterday. Wow. Okay. Uh, we won't waste any no, more time. We are wasting more time. I got a, a big intro today because yeah. I, had, I had this thought and I wanted to throw by you because a lot of these that I'm going to bring up, you weren't even born yet because I heard this on the radio the other day. And they, it was it were like, hey, this is a throwback song, okay? They were doing a throwback song, and they played I Got a Feeling by Black Eyed Peas. That song's from 2009. That's a throwback. So what's the earliest you can have of a song to make it a throwback? I'd say anything from your youth is a throwback. Sure, but everybody's youth is different. Like so, somebody, so hang on. Somebody hang on. in their 50s is looking at that and being like, that's a throwback? Like, to me, that's a throwback. In my age, you that's more than a throwback for you. I say, okay, well, it, it, I say either it's from your youth or it's 10 years old is the general rule. 10 years old, is that I'd the rule? I'd say 10 years old is the cutoff, yeah. 
like the Harlem Shake. Okay. That's a throwback. I was thinking, is Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO Absolutely. a throwback? Absolutely. Okay. Is Anaconda by Nicki Minaj a throwback? Mm, not quite, but if you adhere to the rule of your youth, it is for me. Reminding you how young I am. I don't know about I don't know about the ten I think it should be twenty years. I think twenty years should be a throwback. Twenty years? Yeah, because the song uh, We like, Are Young by Fun, that song's ten years old. Yeah, that's, that's a throwback. That's a throwback. To me, debatable throwback songs like Hullaback Girl by Gwen Stefani. That's a throwback. That's a throwback. But that's not twenty years old yet. So it, it's a it's an interesting That's but why like, I said it's ten. You just admitted it's a throwback. No, maybe it's seventeen years then. <laughs> what? Like All for You by Janet Jackson, throwback. Bye 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 by NSYNC, throwback. Okay. Crazy in Love by Beyonce, throwback. The Beyonce song, that's not 20 years old yet. But it's a throwback. You're literally just disproving your own point. Yeah, you I think understand I am. that, right? But to me, Party Rock Anthem is not a throwback. And Why that's is it longer not a throwback? Because I don't know. It doesn't. It feels like it didn't have enough time to breathe before throwing it back. Well, some some of them are like you know the song and cheerleader. It's, it's eleven years old, thirteen years old. You know the song cheerleader. Yeah, that song. That's uh, a throwback, and that was like a one 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 summer that was popular, mm. right? That's a throwback. Doesn't Maybe have that, to be a long. Does it matter life. about the artist then? Not really. I don't know. Like, because like if you if you say the name Gwen Stefani, it's not like she's putting out new music every week now, and like it's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like just, but even like to make it comparable for it. Like LMFAO, they're not together anymore. Rest in peace. One of the best, uh, one of the best groups at the time. Sky Blue. What, what they did to music. Don't get me started. But Nicki Minaj is still putting out music. Is Super Bass a throwback? Yes, that's a throw. It I don't was know. Widely popular. And someone in the chat's asking, throwback is whatever the songs of your youth were. Uh, do throwbacks need to be catchy slash good to be but a that's throwback? The thing. So they have this like on on one of the radio stations. They have like a throwback Thursday, right? How? When's the earliest year then? Oh, people in the chat, let me ten know. What's, years. You ten can years? play anything that's over 10 years old as a throwback. But you just said that song, uh, Cheerleader. Is that 10 years old? No, I, I said that's a throwback for me, and it'll be a throwback for everybody else once it's the 10-year mark. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with I the 10-year I think I made plan. this really simple, and I think no, you were you expecting said, more debate. No, but Anaconda isn't 10 years old. That's a but throwback. But it's from my youth. I've explained. I just explained that. It's not so a it's throwback a th- for everybody. So it's it not a throwback for no, everybody. Okay. It shouldn't be on a throwback radio station. Okay, I don't. I just. I don't know. But it'll be on my personal throwbacks playlist because I remember it when I was like fifteen. But it's the same amount of years as it was for me that long ago. Is "Work" by Rihanna a throwback? When did it come out? Is it a throwback? I said. I'm asking when it came it out. Does, you should be able to feel it from the song, <laughs> not from the year that it came out from. Well, it was. It work wasn't really uh, that popular when I was a, when I was a youth. Well, one dance by Drake. No, that's not a throwback. Okay. That was like 2017. I just I don't see the difference okay. here. We've I don't think three so years is going to make this. the difference. I okay. don't think I don't think songs graduating to throwbacks. I think you have to go off the vibe of them, and it, it has to be at least ten years. I think closer to fifteen twenty. So slowly, but like if if I let this conversation go on for another like five minutes, I'm pretty sure you would just come to the conclusion that what I said in the first two minutes of this show is true. I'll just start feeling old, okay? You're starting to you're starting to come to where I'm at with the uh, throwback I definition. Just, I disagree with whatever you're saying, but I'm also <laughs> not listening to what you're saying. You're agreeing. You're actively agreeing, and then saying I disagree with whatever you're saying. Don't think so. Okay. Uh, Cody Sievertson jumped in the chat and said anything over five is a throwback. And uh, later in our AHL update. I'm going to reference some work from Cody Sievertson because right now at Canucks Army, uh, he's got a little preview of the Abbotsford Canucks road trip, which, by the way, 
Vasily Podkolzin, he's on that road trip, Chris. Does that surprise you at all? No. Tell me why. Because we'll when we were talking. Get to that later. I know. When we were talking, though, let's just start. Let's start right now. We don't have to get to this. This isn't the AHL update. But when we were talking, you know, earlier, last weekend, you were saying, hey, he might get called up. Like, you thought he was getting called up. And I'm not saying you're wrong or anything. I'm just saying, like, you thought it was a possibility. I agreed with you that, yeah, maybe they keep him down for home games and then he comes back, doesn't have to go on the road with the team. Going on the road with the team. Your thoughts? Yeah, it would have been interesting to see him slide into the lineup tonight in the spot that Curtis Lazar is in, but we'll get to that in just a minute here with the lines. But, yeah, I mean, there are some opportunities now, it feels like, in the lineup for Pod Coles and to come back in, so I'm a little surprised that he's going to go on this road trip, but doesn't surprise me at the same time, I guess, if you look at kind of the history of this management group and, and what they like to do with players, especially young players, give them the opportunity, but it also just creates a, an interesting thing because, yeah, you talk about Pod Coles and still being down in the AHL, why didn't Huglander travel down then and play in the AHL for this three games and four nights? Do you think, because Huglander's not going to play tonight, right? He might play on Saturday. He could have played tonight, Friday, and Saturday for the AHL team if he would have sent him down. Just to like get him some this confidence that they talk about with these young players getting time in the AHL. And I think it's a real thing. I'm not just saying it's a you know made-up thing. They definitely get it. So I'm a little surprised that... Well, no, I'm not surprised. Like, I think they are going to take the long road with Pod Colson, but it's interesting that they're not taking the long road with Niels Huglander at this point. If you want to use Pod Colson, who I think has you know, probably been a better option, Pod Colson, that is. Better two-way player. Yeah, then specifically in a top six role, I think you, you feel a little bit better about Pod Colson in that role than Huglander. Even to see what you know Pod Colson could have looked like with Miller and Horvat. Instead, we're going to see Curtis Lazar tonight uh, from what we've seen from the morning skate lines. Uh, Corey Anderson, with a great point in the chat really early here, said, I think they're going to leave him down there until he becomes a proficient penalty killer. Then he'll come up to the big club because then if he doesn't produce offensively, he still has value to the team. I think that's a great point. And we talked to Jeremy Colleton about this last week. Colleton wants to get him killing penalties. And again, like he talked, he talked about how they're going over video all the time and that type of thing. Look like the penalty killing isn't going to be much different in the AHL than it is at the NHL level. No, I, that's one of the parts of the HL and NHL which you'll actually see be pretty similar. Like, obviously, the shots are better at the NHL level. Yeah, of course. But I think a lot of the structure, how you're defending lanes, passing lanes, it's all very similar in the HL. And you have a lot of really good shooters in the HL as well, right? Guys that just can't skate at an NHL level or do other things at the NHL level. So, yeah, I think he's going to actually be able to improve a lot on the penalty killing uh, with his time down in the AHL. But I also still believe that Pod Colson could have came into the NHL and killed penalties. Yep. From his experience like, with I, Scott. I've thought that for a long time. I mean, he's, he was the best penalty killer for Russia, the World Juniors. He did it in the KHL at a very high level. His defensive numbers in the KHL were excellent as well. So, yeah, I I, I hope that he does come back and get right onto the penalty killer. At least get an opportunity. doesn't have to be the first guy out there. You know, but he could maybe be a player who replaces potentially like a Bo Horvat when Horvat ends up getting moved. And you have to have, you know, right now we're seeing Horvat and Pedersen get a lot of time together on the penalty kill. Maybe when Horvat gets moved, that's when you see Pod Colson get an opportunity on the PK. I think, anyways. Yeah, I think so. And we'll pick up this conversation after because there's more about the AHL that we want to talk about. Yeah. But let's get into today's game, Chris. Recording this on Wednesday. Canucks, Flames, in Alberta at the Saddle Dome. 8 p.m. local start time. That I And again, we talk about on the West Coast getting screwed over by start times, right? Like with the 4 p.m. starts when Toronto's in town. All that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. In Edmonton and Calgary and Leduc, I'm not sure if you saw that article. That's a reference for a very few amount of people. But um, in Edmonton and Calgary, these like 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. start times. And one day I was texting with Bag Milk, and I noticed that the Oilers were playing. And it was like 
11 a.m. our time. It was mm. noon their time. They had a noon start, like 12 o'clock start. They got a 2 o'clock game this Saturday. Yeah, it's absurd. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I could not I could not handle that. Like, Really? It, I'd like that. I'd hate that. Covering that? No, I hate that. Because I did my day in the life video yesterday on TikTok, and I was thinking if I did it today, because I, w- I had to get into three minutes, right? Or maybe not. I feel like I, I, I could have gone longer than three minutes on TikTok, mm-hmm. I found out. I thought you could only go three minutes total. Apparently, you, you can put a full 45-minute video, apparently, up on TikTok nowadays. I don't know what's going on there. But I was thinking, if I did one for today, today's one of those days where, because of the 7 o'clock start, it's going to end up being, like, a 13-hour day. And, like, I'd like to have the game. I, I wish the game was at 4 today. I'd love that. Then just, like, get that out of the way and, and be able to relax tonight. I like the 4 o'clock starts. I like the 4 o'clock starts. I don't like it being like, oh, here's a 1 a 2 o'clock p.m., start. here's noon. You got no time for morning skate. You got nothing. That's fine. I hate that. Morning nope. skate, you don't need it. No, that that's a lot of our page views at Canucks Army. Oh, well, whatever. I, you don't need it. We yeah, make we do. <laughs> anyways, um, I, personally, I don't like that start time. But anyways, let's talk about the game. Okay, let me uh, talk about the play. I got stuff. Sure, go ahead. Canucks, this is their first game since Saturday, right? They, they got a very slow week this week. 3 nothing loss, obviously, to Minnesota uh, on Saturday. And they won't play again until this coming Saturday. So there's... Uh, you know, you got Sunday off, Monday off, Tuesday off, Wednesday you play, Thursday you're off, Friday you're off, and Saturday you play again. That's a lot of off days for the Canucks. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux talked about a lot of teams being able to sort of catch them in the standings. This is why you do not look at points. This is why you look at points percentage this early in the season. I mean, this is a big game not only for the Canucks, but for the Flames too. The Flames are coming off of uh, a road trip out east where they uh, they lost all three games. They only end up getting two points. They got an overtime lost to the Leafs, and then a shootout loss to the Canadians, I believe. Um, so they're coming back home, first game at home on the little homestand here. They're going to want to win like win this game bad. So the Canucks are going to really need to uh, be on one tonight because this is the only game you have this week. You should have a lot of time to prepare for it. You should have a lot of time to recover from it after. You have to absolutely leave it all out there tonight uh, if you're looking to get a win for the Canucks tonight. Obviously, there's a lot of drama going around away from the rink as well with the Horvat situation. I saw Elias Pettersson be asked about it today. Um, but this, there should be no excuses, man. This is your only game during the work week. Like, you got to come up and show up tonight. But at the same time, it's like this presents itself where both teams should really be in this one. This should be one of the better games you see from the Flames all season coming off of a three-game losing streak. Uh, on the road, and this should be a better game from the Canucks, having a lot of preparation. So I think when you see that and you hear that, you're feeling pretty good about the Flames, right? Like they feel like a better team going into this one, but their goaltending's been sus. Canucks goaltending hasn't been great either, but I mean, I think tonight's going to make for for at least an interesting game. I'm pretty excited for it anyways. And, and maybe it's just because I haven't seen a game. Like I didn't, uh, Saturday was my first game off this year. I haven't seen a game in like a week. I've been watching a lot of AHL, but I haven't seen a game in like a week here. The Flames are on a three-game losing streak and lost to the Habs and the Blue Jackets. It's like, are you even listening when I'm talking? Well, I am. I'm just looking at Two minutes at their... ago, I said that. Well, yeah. Hold on. I'm getting to more. Mm-hmm. Settle okay, down. Then. The Canucks have also lost to those two teams, and they have had their struggles against bad teams. And, like, look, we were talking about last week how the Canucks were eking out wins over these kind of bottom feeder teams, right? And, you know, among them was the Montreal Canadiens mm. and the Arizona Coyotes. The Flames beat the Coyotes 3-2 last week. Before beating the Wild, they're just all over the place. And then they lose in overtime to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And yeah, you're right. Like Their goaltending has been sus. And we've seen 
Dan Vladard, you know, getting the one start a week type thing, and Jacob Markstrom coming out and saying he just sucks at hockey right now, which was a hell of a quote uh, for Markstrom to give there. But you look at the standings, and, you know, Boudreaux talked about teams catching up to them. The Canucks and Flames are very close in the standings. Like, you know, for Team Tank, the Canucks are 10 points ahead of the Anaheim Ducks right now, who are just awful this year. Like, what is it, one regulation win this season for the Ducks? Yeah, I stopped paying attention to that team. I'm pretty sure it's just one regulation win, maybe two. Um, regardless, the bottom of the league, it's going to be very hard for the Canucks to hang out there when you see mm. kind of who's down there. And Jason Dickinson's cooled off. Jason Dickinson's Chicago Blackhawks uh, have cooled off quite a bit since the uh, start that made people think, hey, maybe they're uh, going to be okay. They are not going to be okay, it looks like. Okay, so let's, let's circle back to the Canucks here. I think we got Alex in here now. We can get the lines Great. up from the Canucks. Uh, well, today. the point that I was eventually getting to, and it takes me a while. Yeah, I, I know. I know it takes me a while. But... I just watched a boat dock itself <laughs> as you were talking. There. Well, my, my point is, is that you're right. Teams are catching up to the Canucks and the Canucks just got shut out by the wild. And it's not good for the Canucks right now, but it's also not very good for the Flames. And I know that's a hell of a point to make right now, but it's just you're going to watch two teams tonight and see which one's more desperate to get a win. And Look, like if I'm a betting man, I'm probably betting on the Flames, to be quite honest with you in this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Well, we'll get to the bets later where we're betting on the Canucks. But, but let's uh, see how Horvat bounces back, right? Like sorry, Horvat doesn't want chat. any distractions. Yeah, and good point, though. Um, Markstrom only allowed one goal on 38 shots uh, the other day, and then the lo- they lost in the shootout. That was against the Montreal Canadiens. So, like, listen, the Canadiens aren't... Uh, aren't the best team in the world, but they have some shooters there. So, I mean, Markstrom was back. I I didn't watch the game live, but I saw the highlights and saw a lot of people talking about him yeah. having a good game. So, um, we should... It will probably be Markstrom, but also at the same time, it, it might be it Vladar. Might be I haven't, seen, you don't uh, know I haven't seen the morning thing here. Uh, let's get to the Canucks lines and the changes uh, as we got it up here now. We got Alex. Uh, Miller and Horvat. Like we said, Curtis Lazar is going to be playing with them. Petey, he's got his Russians back. They're playing on the second line together. That third line that likes to get scored on, Connor Garland... Sheldon Dries, Brock Besser, they're back together on third line. So hopefully they can find some offense tonight uh, and have a decent little you know matchup against the bottom six line. Uh, and then the fourth line, because Lazar has moved up to the top line, uh, he is obviously no longer on the fourth. It's going to be Joshua, Amon, and Studnika. Now, yesterday, together. we talked about Jack Studnika getting a turn with Horvat and Miller mm-hmm. uh, on the first line at practice. And today... Bruce has asked about yeah, it. Bruce, Bruce didn't like it anymore. Bruce didn't like it anymore. He basically just said, like... Um, you know, we tried some younger guys in that spot and didn't think they were ready for that situation. Didn't say Studnika by name, but we all saw the lines yesterday. Uh, Curtis Lazar getting a shot there. So, interesting. Yeah, on top of that, we were, we spent a lot of time talking about Hughes and Bear being together as well. So did, so did Ethan Bear himself. Yeah, and Bear thought he was playing there today until he got to practice today and he's back with OEL. Um, the change to the defense core that we've seen from last game, though, is Kyle Burrows is in. King Kyle back in the lineup. We'd love to see it. Um, I think dog ratings will have to come back tonight because Kyle Burrows always has a, a rib of the dog. But every every night I get a text at about 9.20 from you into a group chat saying, nope, shut the hell up, no dog ratings, and you don't want any of them. Well, a lot of times the Canucks put out an absolute stinker of a game, yeah, last and nobody wants to read great. about who had the highest dog in them. Well, we will because sucks. Burrows is back in now. Yeah, Burrows will have Sure, it makes sense what Burrows is in, but mm-hmm. you're like, here's Dakota Joshua with a 58 dog rating and it's just like no if it's on over 100 i don't want to hear it well you can't have 100 every game that's a good rating we have when when the story only one good. player all last season when i calculated every single number in the nhl had an over a 100 dog rating pizzetta a name Montreal. you can trust right name you can trust name you can trust yep all right 
Let's get to uh, what else do we got here? I wanted to get to uh, the last 12 games for the Vancouver Canucks as well, uh, where Pedersen has been excellent over these 12 games. And listen, the Canucks played some good hockey before that game on Saturday, so you hope that they can get back to their winning ways a little bit tonight. But the last 12 games, Pedersen has been on a tear, leading the Canucks in points, leading them in goals, leading them in shots on net, leading them in attempted shots, individual scoring chances. I'm just excited to watch Pedersen continue this hot streak. And obviously, the team just didn't look good offensively on Saturday, so you kind of hope that that game's sort of a wash. Pedersen's back with the Russians, as we talked about. So I'm excited to watch him play today. Is that the most exciting thing about Canucks hockey right now, right? It's got to be. I don't think there's anything even close. I think it's watching the progression and consistency for Elias Pedersen. Yeah. Right? Like, there's more to it than just, oh, he's putting up points. It's, wow, he's he's a dominant two-way force, and we're watching him grow and be consistent. And, hey... Part of that is watching him have bad games, right? Like, part of him is watching him post a minus five rating. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it, the interesting thing over these 12 games where he's leading everything, he's averaging le- more than two minutes less than Horvat and Miller both. Like, they're playing two minutes more per night than Pedersen. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I said that bad. More than two minutes less. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, no, that's, okay. that's, that's true. You should have said over two minutes less. More than two minutes less, over, under, 15 that way. Uh, but uh, no, just watching Pedersen play has been most, uh, is it to me, it's the most fun thing to do with the Canucks right now. Win or lose, we watch uh, Pedersen. Thanks for that, Alex. The little Betway sign there. Uh, sleeper can with quads. Uh, Huglander looks to be the scratch again tonight. What do you think about that? You put it best. Like, play him in the AHL. Figure out what you're yeah, doing with him. Get him that time. Get him something. And I think he needs AHL time more than Pod Colson, to be honest. I like I that Pod Colson's getting. I have a hard getting, time disagreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, he's getting the PK time, which is huge. And you're not going to get that from Huglander. But I feel like Huglander just needs to find that scoring touch again because he hasn't had that in a while since his, really his first season. So uh, I think he needs the scoring touch more than Pod Colson does. I think Pod Colson is going to bring you more of a, a good play both ways on the ice at five on five. So I'd like to see, even if they just swap those two right now, and then it's like, you know, put Pod Colson back in the top six. Give him a shot. Like, hope that confidence is rubbed off a little bit. I, I wonder how long it takes for a player to build confidence in the AHL. Like, I wonder how Depends. long it's going to be before Pod Colson's... Pod Colson's 5-1 and one since he's been there. And uh, like I said, when I asked, like, when we finished the media last week, he, he was, you know, gave me the good old eyebrow raise. said, oh, it's good. Like, he was he was happy with what uh, what it's like when you're on a winning team. And and I think Colton told us that too, right? Like, he, he said, did. like, for confidence, like, imagine, like, what winning does for confidence is pretty incredible. And it's yeah. true. I, I agree. That's true. That's when I when I'm winning, start to see the betway betway bets go up to the plus eight plus eighteen hundreds. When I'm winning, I start throwing more dangerous passes in Madden. Mm. Although I was getting picked a lot last night, it was really frustrating. Anyways, uh, let let's move on. I had a good run on FIFA last night too. Uh, before we go any further, I want to get this in, Chris, uh, because we were chatting about this, uh, and it, it pains me to not talk about Michael Quitlam Express. Okay, but the BCHL Surrey Eagles are proud to be partnered mm. with the Wigs for Kids BC and the BC Children's Hospital Foundation. Folks, you've seen it online. You've seen our, our pal Joey Pitt, uh, who came to a Canucks Army meetup event, a little watch party we did at the Pint last year. Uh, Joey and his beautiful head of hair uh, are going to be made into a wig at the end of this season. So Wigs for Kids BC provides funding to cover the cost of custom-made human hair wigs for children and teens at BC Children's Hospital who have suffered hair loss due to cancer treatment or other serious illnesses. 
Donations to Wigs for Kids also help families pay for medications and feeding supplies that are essential for treatment but not covered by their medical plan. When a child has a serious illness, it takes an enormous toll on the entire family, both emotionally and financially. The assistance Wigs for Kids BC provides makes the family's burden a little lighter so they can focus more of their time and energy on caring for their sick child. As I just mentioned, the Eagles play-by-play broadcaster and our pal, Joey Pitt, who's got one heck of a head, head of hair, uh, is trying to raise $15,000 for wigs for kids this year, culminating in him shaving his head at the end of the season and donating it to be made into a wig for a lucky kid in the province. So folks, go check out uh, Wigs for Kids BC. We're going to have the link in the description. It's already there. Uh, already there. Look at you go. Uh, it's there. Uh, support what Joey and the Surrey Eagles are doing. It's for a good cause. Uh, we'd love to see some donations coming from our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Super uh, pumped to promote this with uh, with Joey. I, I hope he gets the 15000 Uh And I, I got an update here. I'm on Joey's Twitter account right now. 20% there. Uh, just about at the 20% mark for the $15,000. Uh, the haircut day is March 19th. So it's creeping up and okay. yeah, we got to, you know, I'm always, I'm always looking for the right thing to donate to sometimes. Cause there's so many things you could donate totally. to, right? This is the one I'm feeling right now. Yeah. It's a, I think what Joey's doing and he's putting in the effort to try and raise awareness for it. So we're happy. And to, we've, uh, we've seen the progression of Joey's it. hair and it's wild. And mm-hmm. next time, next time we talk about this on the show, we'll make sure we have a photo of Joey yeah. uh, to post on for the live chat uh, and people watching oh, the live the, show. The video there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Joey does a fantastic job with Here the Eagles. Here it is. Um, we've seen the Eagles get uh, get involved with Canucks Army on the uh, on the Stanchies. Yeah. There's that running joke from Wyatt. Better, uh, our, my favorite BCHL team. And listen, I grew up uh, every day. Daycare was uh, Nanaimo Clippers, but <laughs> haven't heard from them in a while. So I, I'm still loyal. To Last time I heard from the Clippers was when I did that call on the uh, when I was doing the Abbotsford call. I had the Bowen Road call, which was excellent. Mm. Also, former, former I want to plug this Remble. as well. Uh, Ryan Tattle of the Coquitlam Express mm. um, coming back from, uh, I think he's at UConn right now, uh, for the score for cancer. They're doing their score for cancer game, I believe, on December 17th. Might be the 16th. I have to, should probably look that up. But mm. uh, the Coquitlam Express are doing their score for cancer Nop thing as says well. that's his local team uh, growing up. Yeah. So, yeah, the uh, you can donate there. It's in the link in description. Yeah, on, check out uh, Wigs for Kids. Yeah, we'll do some posting on socials as well. But you can see it in the YouTube uh, link there as well. So, good. That's a cause I want for... I always... Yeah, listen, it's a holiday season. Nice to give back. This is this is the one I like right now for, uh, for giving back. So, happy to uh, talk about it here on the show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, let's get to the what do you do with Oh, yeah. And listen... Some people will say this is Stefan Roger's segment. It's no longer Stefan Roger's segment. This is now my segment. What do you do with Wednesdays? Because Stefan's was always coming out on Thursdays or something, right? This so, is out today. What would you do Wednesday? Well, screw him, man. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, get it up, Alex. Here, the the idea one quads. You know, I like to throw these at you. What do you do with? And I got two. I got a two way question here with Bo Horvat. What do you do? Okay, that's for later, Alex. That's the <laughs> come on. What the? We'll get to that in a minute. What did I just see? Don't worry about that. Okay. What do you do with the five on five lines when Bo Horvat is traded? Is it as simple as putting JT Miller in the two C spot quads, or is there something else you can try? Okay, so I've been thinking about this more and more, and obviously I'm team trade for picks, right? But when you look at the options the Canucks have to trade for, and again. The one that keeps coming to mind is Colorado, right? Like where you look at Colorado center depth and you say, okay, like that makes sense for Colorado to lock him up long-term type deal. You look at that and yesterday we were talking about how Bo Horvath's probably the best second line center in the league, right? They got a first line center. They're best, fine. Best scoring. Yes. Two C. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Should have specified. Regardless, what I'm trying to say here is that you look at what Colorado has and you look at a guy like Alex Newhook and you're like, okay, well, and it doesn't have to be Newhook. It could be another team. It could be another player. What I'm more talking about is with this, with the quads plan that I've laid out a few times before is you're not looking at a six year rebuild. You're looking at literally, you're looking at turning it around in a hurry, right? You're looking at making good moves to get young centers, like younger players. I'm not talking under 26. I'm talking, okay, under 22, under 23 that you can see grow. Like, Look, Elias Patterson's fantastic. We're still watching him grow as a player, right? Like, this isn't Elias Patterson's prime right now. We're watching Elias Patterson grow as a player. He's going to mm-hmm. be a better player in two to three years than he is right now. That's just a fact. That's what we're looking at with Elias Patterson right now when it comes to his two-way ability, especially. So, I say you trade for a center who can be put in immediately. Maybe, and obviously, mm-hmm. he's not going to have the same success as Bo Horvat, but hey, if you look at JT Miller as some liability at center, have a young center who you can still grow. Because, hey, even if you have JT Miller playing 2C and it works out, that's fantastic. This guy can play 3C for you. The guy that you've traded for is what I'm okay, hinting at. It doesn't necessarily have to be JT Miller or the other way, but if you trade for two picks, you're looking at at having JT Miller as your second-line center. Now, sure, but this the, other thing, the other thing, Chris, is how, met, how much of this team's problems go away if you make a smart trade for a a good young right-handed defenseman, mm. that's that's where I keep coming back to. Because look, I, there's there's the been reports out goes there. Away there yeah. There's been reports out there that the Canucks would like a young center and a young right-handed defenseman back for Bo Horvat. They're probably not getting that. No, there's 31 other teams that want that. Yeah, you're probably going to have to pick. Teams one are or trading the other. for Bo Horvat and asking for Luke Shen probably. They're so say, well, I want to write D two. I ask you this, Chris. If you have the choice between trading for a young center 
or a young right-handed defenseman and a first-round pick. Let's say you're getting a first and one of these players mm. that can go in your lineup right away that you also believe is going to grow into a better player long-term. Do you take the center or do you take the right-handed defenseman? Depends on value, first of all. Sure, of but course. But let's say the exact same value. Yeah. Let's say both of these players, if they were straight-up traded right now, would be worth a first-round pick. Let's just say that. Sure. I think you're going with the right D. If you can find the right D to play with Quinn Hughes, who you know have you have locked down for a contract for a long time, you're going with the right D. If you can yep. fix that problem, and not even fix that problem, but like make Quinn Hughes better with your right D. And alleviate oh, some pressure from absolutely. Quinn Hughes, right? I think it's right D and it's not even close. You'll, you'll be able to find a center. If you draft centers instead of you know drafting wingers every every year, you'll you'll find a center at some point that can play yeah. in your top six. And specifically, if you finish really bad this year, you're finding a center. Uh, you know, I, I don't. It wouldn't shock me. Listen, so, if the Canucks finish yeah. in the bottom three of this, if they draft top three, they have found their second line center next season in any of those three. Carlson, um, you got Bedard as well, and Fantilli. All three of them are going to be a second line center next year. I read some really good stuff about Fantilli today. Oh, good. No, <laughs> no we're not getting into this. You know what I'm referring to. Yeah. Um, okay. A lot uh, of prospect updates are out there. Right? Yeah, a lot of, lot of different prospects. There's also updates. something from Sportsnet out there, too. <laughs> so, I think enough people have seen that on Twitter. Yeah. The replies um, are, wow. Yeah, okay. Knucklehead awesome. jumped in the chat and said, trade back for Mike DiPietro. Yeah. Hashtag quads play. He'd be getting time now in Abbotsford hey, right now. Hey, Team Tank, baby. Trade for Mikey DiPietro. Uh, um, somebody wrote about, uh, Knucklehead said, go Penticton V's. Man. Quads, you should have seen this rink out there. This beast, like, you know a BCHL rink. I know a BCHL rink. That Penticton rink, because I was there for Youngstars, that is not a BCHL <laughs> rink. There's, like, three rinks in there, and the stands are incredible. The Chilliwack Coliseum's pretty nice, too. No, the Chilliwack Coliseum, that's got three rows of seats, and two and two of the rows don't even no, work. No, you're making that up. It's well, a, what's it's the one I went bowl. to with you? That's that's Poirier and Coquitlam. Oh, Poirier, that one was tough. How do you not know the difference between Coquitlam and Chilliwack? Because I don't go out there. This is basic lower mainland geography. Mm. I guess you didn't grow up here. No, I didn't grow up here. I didn't do that. You know how to get to... Anyways, I'm not going to start this. Um, Okay. What I'm trying to say and what I'm getting back to here... I got a bunch more to get to here. Well, hang on a sec because I want to bring the conversation back a little bit because when we talk about this, you know, trading for a young center or a right-handed defenseman, the only way that I'm kind of in the camp of, well, maybe you don't need either and maybe you load up on draft picks is... If you trade Bo Horvat, the sooner you trade Bo Horvat, right, the more your team is going to struggle to score. The more your team is going to struggle to get wins. And I think we've both made it clear that the Canucks should do everything they can to not end up in that middle ground of being, you know, not bad enough to get a really great draft pick, but not good enough to um, make the playoffs, right? They have to avoid landing there again. And it looks like that's where they're headed, right? Like, it looks like that's where they're headed. We've seen this team just fluctuate all season long. 23rd is where they're averaging out right now. Exactly. And you have to you have to try to set some sort of definition of what this team is. And you made the really good point, Chris, that the higher you draft, more likelihood, the higher the likelihood is, that you're going to draft a guy who can play second-line center for you next season. Yeah. Right? And I think that still works with the quads plan, so I'm torn. I'm torn there. Um, but this is a good discussion. Okay, let's get to the next, next one. one. Yeah. Who, who plays the bump? This is more of a this year thing only then. Um, who plays the bumper in uh, Horvat's spot on PP1 when he goes? Uh, Pod Colson. Pod Colson. Yeah. I could see that too. 
Pod Colson's done it in the past. Here's it the takes other thing skill, and he could, started working on it. It could be. Call me crazy if you want. Elias Pettersson, and then putting Brock on the down wing side on his right side. See what yeah. Pettersson looks like there. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Could be because like his his one timer is not what it used to be from that right side. It looks like with Pettersson, but maybe he's just finding it too. So we'll see. I, yeah. I would. I don't know. I'd try it. I would try it too. Might I like excited. that. Kay. I like that. Jack Rathbone. Is it time to look at the trade market with Rathbone? No. Stop making these reactionary trades. Hmm. And I, I want to get to this, and this is for another episode, but stop reacting to things that happen and just make your moves based on whatever the latest thing you saw was. The Canucks know what they have in Bo Horvat. They knew what they had in Bo Horvat. And I understand the management regime was still new and they were still trying to figure out what they had in their whole team, right? And I understand JT Miller showed really well last season. But to not extend Horvat months ago, I'm not even just talking in the summer. Like, mm. you had the chance to extend Bo for a while now. And look, I know it takes two to tango, but there was no reports that the country were even looking at extending Bo Horvat earlier than the summer, right? Like... It, it kind of looked like they were making each order of business and taking care of one thing at a time. Instead of being able to walk and chew gum, it was like they were just, okay, let's do this. What's what's right in front of us now? In other words, it felt like they were living day to day, Chris. Yeah. And you just look at the opportunity cost, right? And um, the Penguins today made some moves that have given them $5 million in cap space. And people on Twitter are saying, Trade Connor Garland for a seventh round pick or future consideration so that you can sign Bo Horvatter so you can free up some cap space that you really want. That would mean, Chris, that the Canucks gave up the ninth overall pick, which is Dylan Gunther, for Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland, and a second round pick for good measure. And yeah, they attached those bad contracts, which were going to be off their books, anyways, in a year. So now, if that happens, and it shouldn't happen because that would be a very reactionary thing to do is to trade Connor Garland after he was pretty good last season at even strength scoring, right? Like you look at his point totals last year, like Connor Garland was good last year. I know yeah, I give him a lot of five. Flag. Hell yeah. Five on five. He was the Canucks best producer. He was up there and to trade him now, especially for next to nothing mm. just makes no sense. Like I understand you want to keep Bo Horvat. I, I totally get it. And I understand you want cap space. That is just horrible, horrible asset management to give up so much, to give yourself Oliver Ekman Larson. Like, it, it's already looking like one of the worst trades in Canucks history, but that would put it over the edge, right? If if they lose Connor Garland for next to nothing because they have to free themselves from cap hell, just awful, awful asset management. And I'm not only talking about that, I'm also talking about trading Jason Dickinson for a third-round pick. You thought he was going to be a great third-line center. It didn't work out in his first season. So to get out of the money, to get out of the contract, I know it was more. there was more to it than that, and it was for real dollars. You attach a second-round pick to Jason Dickinson to get you Riley Stillman. Riley Stillman, Chris. And yeah. Jason Dickinson's cooled off. I talked about it earlier in the show. Jason Dickinson's not hasn't turned his game around in Chicago. He's looking better, obviously, as a third-line center in Chicago, and he's he's playing a bit better in Chicago, but... The point isn't so much that you gave up on Jason Dickinson. The point is just that you made another reactionary decision where something didn't work out immediately and you've you've given up on it right away. And again, it it's this it's this philosophy from this organization that it feels like where we have to panic because something's not working out right now. And hey, I I say, and I'm not I'm not here to criticize media or anything, mm-hmm. but I say let let the reactionary stuff leave that to the fans and leave that to the media. 
you as an organization like the Gillis regime and the ones before that and good organizations around the league, they don't give a crap what media or fans think. If they're following their plan and they're confident in their plan, they don't give a crap if you agree with it or not. What's frustrating for so many fans in this market is that it doesn't seem like there is a plan. And if all you're seeing is them making these reactionary moves, right? Like, leave it to fans in sports bars to say, they got to get rid of Jason Dickinson or they got to get rid of Connor Garland and they got to give him up for nothing. Who cares? Just get rid of him. Leave that to the fans in the sports bars. That can't be how you operate your organization. It's just this, it's, it's this like never-ending cycle, it feels like, of just giving up when something doesn't go right. And you you just, uh, I don't even know. I, I don't want to keep going on this. You no, I know, but so do your, you. Know, I agree with almost everything you said there, except for when I asked you about this being about Jack Rathbone. Because I think that Rathbone is in a spot right now where I don't think his value is going to rise. I don't think he's going to play minutes for the Vancouver Canucks when you have Oliver Ekman Larson and Quinn Dermott Hughes on back. your left side as not not even I wasn't even going to bring up Dermot. I just don't think he's going to be played. I don't think Rathbone's going to be played in the third uh, third pairing. Yeah, I, but, I would assume Rathbone wants to play in the NHL right now. I can also assume yeah. that there's a lot of teams that would like Rathbone to play for them in the NHL right now. Maybe not twelve teams, but you could probably look at ten teams out there pretty easily, and they'd be like, "Yeah, let's." We would give this 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 young like young twenties. Was he twenty three? Yeah, twenty three, maybe twenty four now. Maybe 23, I think. Uh, me and him share a birthday. Do you think right night. now, though, that Jack Rathbone's value is as high as it would be if he plays in the NHL for the rest of the season and puts up point-per-game point numbers once again? I think he did enough last year in the AHL for you to go off of that and think. don't think that he's dropped that much in value this year. Okay, that's As fair. a young defenseman, young defenseman who can produce... Listen, if you're 29, if you're Christian Wolanin's age, you're a little bit older and you're doing it at the AHL, I don't think anyone's like swapping picks for Willanen, but there's a lot of teams. Like I, I would think of like uh could the LA Kings potentially be interested in adding another young defenseman to what they have? Because they already have the the very young defense. They have Brant Clark coming down the road. They have some other defensemen as well. Maybe this is kind of like the middle tier of like connecting your young players to what you have at the NHL roster right now. I think that Rathbone could get you some sort of pickback that you wouldn't be looking at and being like, ah, that's not that's not very like that's not going to help the Canucks move forward. Like I would think at minimum, it, right now he's like, and this is just my guess, but like a third round pick. Yep. Teams would be throwing third round picks around. I think for for Jack Rathbone. Uh, right if now. that's the value, then yeah, I say you trade Jack Rathbone. I think for that's a third. what he'd be right now. Yeah, and, 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 and it's unfortunate because I, you know, we love dealing with the kid. He's the he's the the most consistent uh, player that's ever come on this show. We've had him on I don't know a half dozen times. Yeah, uh, he's one of the best guys to deal with in the locker room. I just don't think it's going to work out for him in Vancouver, unfortunately. So and, I'd be interested to see what happens here. Yeah, that sucks, but. Yeah, I mean, I hey, want to see him play in the NHL and have success. Absolutely, and I hey, if you can, if you good. can actually get a third round pick for him, I, I I gave that whole spiel off the basis that I don't think any team's giving up a third for him okay. right now. I think that I think that could be if they do. I'm all for it. I'm yeah. I'm with you there. Okay, let's get to the AHL stuff uh, now. You could pull it up, Alex. Down to the farm. You're killing me, Alex. You're absolutely killing me. Now he's got the idea one up there on the damn YouTube. I got this photo of me from the farm. 2011, I was listening to Party Rock Anthem back in the day there. It's a throwback, apparently. But let's go down to the farm. There I am right there with a whole bunch of chicks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was my uh, Facebook profile picture for a little while there. Okay. Well, we got to post this clip on Twitter. Look at me. Look at how slim I am back in the day. eh? Holy (laughs) cow. What happened? Uh, All right. 
AHL, San Diego tonight, Henderson on Friday and Saturday. Quads, expect to see a lot of Artie over the next uh, four nights here. I I mean, he's got to start at least two of these games. Wouldn't, like, it wouldn't completely blow me away to see if he has a really good game tonight, has a really good game on Friday, three games in four nights for Artie? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if they really trust that ECHL guy they signed, uh, Jake uh, Kupski, I think his name is. Um, but he might. There's going to be a lot of starts, no matter the case. At least two this weekend for Seahawks. I have to imagine. Uh, but I want to see Danila Klimovich as well. Continue. He's been playing good hockey of late. Last six games, he's got six points. Just doing. He's getting the offensive chances because of what he's doing away from the puck, and that's so impressive for me. He's not, you know, patrolling the slot and waiting for the puck to potentially get to him. He's going out there and getting the puck and doing things behind the net that he has to do to create offense, whether it be for him to score or for other players to score. We saw the Tristan Nielsen goal the other day. That was done because. Klimovich went down and got the puck behind the net and made it happen. Like, it doesn't have to just be him shooting the puck on his line. Some other players can do it, too. And it was nice to see that. Uh, Lane Peterson's got 14 goals in his 17 games with the Oxford Canucks. He's ripping it up. Potential option to play for the for the Vancouver Canucks pretty soon. But he had zero goals in four games with the Wolves before that trade. Whew, he's rocking right now. 14 goals in 17 games. I wanted to bring this up, too. The, the originator of the dog, Tristan Nielsen. He's got a sneak, a little quietly, 14 points in 22 games for Tristan Nielsen. Guy doesn't have an NHL contract, okay? Sign the damn kid. He, he deserves an NHL contract. He could be an option down the road. Plays good hockey, works hard, fourth-line type of guy. Christian Willanen, 25 points in 22 games, leads the Abbotsford Canucks in points right now. 25 points on the season. He's rolling, and we brought it up already. Jack Rathbone, Vasily Podkols, and they're both still down there on the farm. So that's a little AHL update. You got anything? You said you were reading articles or something. Yeah, Cody's got it all up uh, over at Canucks Army. Go read CanucksArmy.com. That's my update. But uh, if we don't right. have time, but we'll talk about it on a future date. Um, the idea of bringing up Lane Peterson. I was chatting with Cody right, right, about right. it, just texting with him about it. Hey, look, talk it about it looks another. pretty dangerous. Quickly, yeah, we'll talk get... about it on another one. Let's get to Betway. I muted us for a half second there. My bad. Okay. A Kukoskem uh, vote. No, 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 no. A Kukoskem vote is on the uh, Finnish World Junior team. You had the story over at Canucks Army. Mm-hmm. He might start some games. Um, right and early this morning. Here we yeah. go. Philip Johansson. We'll see uh, We'll see where the McDonald's logos are today. Uh, actually, they're not on there. Have you noticed that? Bare cheeks today for uh, <laughs> Johansson there. Where'd the McDonald's logos go? Alex, where'd Who's they that go? Goalie? No, <laughs> that goalie's got some. Good, no, this uh, is uh, this is CHL, so uh, Champions Hockey League. No McDonald. Yeah, I'm surprised here. Who's actually. that goalie on Skelleftia? Uh That is, um, I know that Soderstrom. Uh, Soderstrom, that's his name. He's, uh, but yeah, he lets in the puck from the point he here. Draft eligible? I know oh. he's letting in a goal, but no. Those but I tell you what, one of the goalies from Finland here, 19 years old, six foot two. Yeah, he's going to be Finland's starter. Watch him. He's uh he he's gone through the draft twice. Nobody selected him. Mm. You're going to see this guy play for Finland quads. He's your type of guy. Seven eighty eight save percentage in Liga. Watch him play in international though. Holy cow. Um. So yeah, and you brought it up already. You stole my thunder. Koskenvo. He's going to end up. Uh, he's on the roster. But uh, I talked to a couple couple Finnish sources. Finnish sources say that five times fast. Um. But uh, talked to a couple people. Looks like Kuskenbo is going to be a third goalie here. He'll start. He'll start. But I tell you what, he's the best goalie prospect in the system. That's right. Ty do? Young. Ty Young's making some waves in. Prince I thought George, actually. What happened to your Sea Laws love? You used to. Well, you take know. the photo he's, down he's from a pro your bedroom player now. <laughs> he's a pro. He's a pro player. He's still prospect. He's twenty-one. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm he, saying well, just, you're saying he's washed. Yeah. We're talking about the guys uh, overseas, and you know, not around here. 
upstairs. 21 years old. You Prince think, George. You think he's washed. Ty Young. Ty Young's it. making some waves, I'll tell you what. Ty Young, have you, I don't know if you've seen him play lately. Ty Young's played well. He's play, he's on an awful team. I'm not getting into this. Wrap it up. Betway, Betway, Betway. Ty Young got cut from the prospects report this weekend because I saw what he did over the weekend. Tough, Betway, tough Betway, run Betway. for him in that Prince George. He's not. He's Prince George, right? He's, he's playing well. He's moving well. You don't know. Okay, Betway, let's go. I know goalies. I'd say Aku's the number one. Uh, all right, Betway, pull it up, Alex. Let's see what we got from Betway. I can't even remember. He's going to pull up a photo of me and freaking McDonald's again. All right, over 6.5 total goals in Elias Pettersson to score a point in this one. You're getting that at plus 125, Betway, Betway. Um, the over 6.5 total goals is actually what the uh, the over is set for me on Betways today, Betway. Look at that thing come back, the Betway logo. What's that, Alex? Do that again on YouTube here. Look at that. Roll it out. Betway. Wrap it up. Roll it out. Roll it in. Roll it out. Betway, Betway. Uh, all right, our next one. Uh, so that's a small bet, Betway. Uh, over 6.5 total goals in the game. So you just need seven goals scored total. Um, or you get, uh, and you need Elias Patterson to get a point in this one. So if you get a lot of goals, total goals of seven in this one, Betway, you're going to see a lot uh, probably from Patterson. If you start to see a lot of goals in this game, the, the dude's putting up points at a ridiculous rate. And then uh, we got the long shot Betway bet here on Betway. Uh, Vancouver Canucks to win. Over 6.5 total goals, Betway, and Elias Patterson to score a goal in this game, plus 900 are the Betway odds here. If you take $10 on Betway, you bet on this bet, the Betway return will be $100 return here on the plus 900 Betway bet. Uh, those are our Betway bets of the day on Betway. Betway, Betway, Betway. I forgot. What am I supposed to say at the end? Hold on. Betway, plus. Betway. No, and please play responsibly, Betway. You got to be 19 or older to play on Betway, too. Probably. Okay. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, should be a good game tonight. For my oh, I'm excited Chris for it. Good Faber. game. Okay. I'm going to have to mute your mic. I, I hate having to do this. I'm going to have to mute your mic. Oh, no, no. I'll do it. I swear. Uh, for my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Allard, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Canucks Conversation. Wrap it up. 7 o'clock start. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.